Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator with Rocket IT. Today, I have Gwinnett County Board of Commissioners Chairwoman Nicole Love Hendrickson here joining me. Nicole, thank you so much for your time today. I'm excited to be here today. Yes, we are so excited to hear everything that you have to share with our listeners. So for anyone who may not already know, could you first start off telling us what the Gwinnett County Board of County Commissioners is responsible for in the community? Yes, and I think that's an excellent question because people don't realize how much the Board of Commissioners impacts your day-to-day life from the water you drink, to the roads you drive on, to your public safety, to your parks and recreation, and all of the quality of life amenities that you enjoy every single day. The Board of Commissioners is responsible for setting the direction for the county. So they enact policies and local ordinances. They adopt the budget to provide all of those services, in addition to the ones that I just mentioned and so much more. And they also host a series of meetings to engage with the public to talk about issues of concern, and most importantly, zoning, rezoning, things like that that impact your community. We are a five-member board of commissioners. I serve at large, so I am the chair of the board of commissioners, and I serve in an at-large role. Our district commissioners represent four different districts across the county, and they're made up of populations equal in number, And that is actually about to change once we get the final count of the census back. And their their district's sizes and shapes may also change as well. So we'll be looking out for that. But the Board of Commissioners is a, the Gwinnett County government is a subsection of the state. And there are 159 boards of commissions all across the state of Georgia And we are probably the second largest in population size, and we're the largest municipal provider in the state of Georgia. Wow. So it seems like you guys do. I'm pretty sure most people didn't know that you guys, the extensive reach that, you know, the county commissioner even has. Yes, it is is large. And so some people also don't know, but you are actually the first African-American chairwoman of the board as well. And so... I would, it would be remiss of me not to congratulate you on that nomination. And I just really want you to kind of speak on what that means for the future, especially for our county and what that means for our community. Yes, I am very honored and humbled to be the first. Gwinnett County actually experienced many firsts starting in 2018 when we elected the first African-American County Commissioner, Commissioner Foscu, who represents District 4, in 2018. We also elected the first Asian American in 2018 as well, and that's District Commissioner Ben Koo. Two years later, last year, my I was elected Kirkland Cardin of District 1, and Kirk, 
Commissioner Watkins of District 3 were all elected in historic races as well. Gwinnett County is 202 years old. We're going on 203 years old. And this is the first time in the history of the county's existence that the entire Board of Commissioners is all African-American. In the past, it has been majority white. And that being a first really just speaks to where our community is right now. You know, we're diversifying in so many different areas and making history in, in this way says that our county is prepared and ready for that change. There wasn't thirst and appetite for that change. People wanted to see leaders who look like them in leadership positions. And I think when people see versions of themselves, whether it's male, female, age, racial, ethnicity, your profession, I think when people see versions of themselves in leadership positions, it inspires them to want to go higher and do more in serving their community. So I do not take this role lightly. I realize that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And being the first means that I have a a huge responsibility to serve this position very well, because there are a lot of people like me and young people and young women that are watching. And I want to ensure that I'm inspiring that next generation. Yes, definitely. And so at Rocket IT, we are pretty much all about helping people thrive. How does this organization achieve its goals to ensure all citizens can thrive? I love your mission because Gwinnett County government just redesigned our vision, mission, and value statement. And our new mission statement is, you know, we will... So our new vision statement actually is we are the preferred community where everyone thrives. And we want to make sure that regardless of your income status, regardless of your race and ethnicity, regardless of your educational attainment, we want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to thrive in this community. Whether you choose this as your home to raise your family or you relocated here for work purposes or you're a business who wanted to expand and grow in Gwinnett County, We want to make sure that we create those conditions where people are supported, that they're successful, that we provide resources to help them move up that economic ladder, and that they have all of the tools to attain that success. And our county cannot move forward and we cannot claim to be a thriving community if people are falling behind and falling below the poverty line and falling below the education line. So we have to be visionary and ensuring that we're investing our time, our dollars, and our resources to ensure that people have everything that they need to truly thrive in this community. And so I absolutely love your, your mission statement. It mirrors, you know, what, 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 where we stand as a community and our core values and how we're going to move this county forward through investing the time and resources, redeveloping our strategies and goals, you know, setting an equitable path forward for how we're going to address the needs that we have often forgotten about in this community. There are a lot of things that we do very well, you know, in terms of transportation and public safety and infrastructure and water, but we have not achieved perfection in areas that are impacting communities of color, that are impacting impoverished communities, that are communities that are impacted by mental health. And we need to equally drive attention, effort, and resources there. And that's really the path that we're on right now as a board is to drive and make those areas a priority. 
That sounds like a great initiative, especially with, you know, a lot of those underserved pockets of the community. I'm pretty sure they don't typically know how to reach out to their commissioners. They don't know who to get into contact with. And so especially before your time as the chairwoman, you were able to establish programs such as the Gwinnett Youth Commission and the Gwinnett Citizens Academy. How have you continued that work, you know, with community outreach on a larger scale? Yeah, so I was the founding director of the county's outreach program back in 2005, and the intention really was to reach out to communities who were underserved in local government as well as in our communities and really serve as a model to build bridges between county government, local officials, and the communities that they serve so that we could truly be reflective. We, we didn't want to put policies in place or programs in place without engaging the, the community members who were impacted by those policies and those decisions. And so we created programs like the Citizens Academy, like the Youth Commission, like our Building Bridges initiatives, and many other efforts to really drive relationship building and build those intentional relationships with communities like the Asian American communities, our Latino community, our various interfaith communities. And in doing so, you know, we become a stronger community in that we, we, we put conditions in place that really reflect what the needs are of those diverse stakeholders. And we get their input. We involve them in decision-making and in community planning and event planning, because we really want to create that sense of place for this county and this community. The people who live here are Guanitians through and through. They chose to make this, this county their home. And we want to make sure that they can, they can not only call this their home, but that they can continue building their families here and that their kids want to stay here and call this, this place their home. And that's truly what it is. It means to build legacies and I'm continuing that work, even though I'm no longer the community outreach director. I still, I, I still govern and, and drive a lot of my efforts around how can we create that sense of place? How can we make sure that people feel included and welcomed? How can we create that sense of belonging? No matter if I'm in a policy position standpoint or a governing situation that is always at the top of my mind is the people. I am very people focused and, you know, you don't get that a lot with a lot of politicians, but that's because that's the background that I come from. And so it's very, very important to me that we center our ideals, our efforts and our mission around people. Mm -hmm. I can definitely tell, especially with, you know, not just how you interact with the community, but also how you take it into your meetings and so on and so forth. And so I know you mentioned earlier that there may be a difference in the zoning for the county commissioner, county commissioners. Are there any other initiatives that you guys are looking towards working on in the latter half of 2021? Absolutely. So we, we are actually in the process of doing a lot of different studies to see where we are right now. We're in the process of doing an equity action plan, which is going to include a study on where our disparities are so that we can build intentional programs related to where those disparities are. We're also focused on our performance review to see where are the areas that we know for sure that we do well, but where are the areas that we know that we can do better and streamline services, improve programs, address policy policies that need to be addressed that haven't been addressed, and looking at how we can be intentional about addressing things like transportation. 
updating our comprehensive transportation plan, updating our housing study, updating health and human services and mental health resources. The good thing about this year is that, you know, we came into a lot of funds from the federal government, which in turn is going to allow us to address things that we haven't been able to be successful at addressing because of the cost factor. But the the federal ARP, which is the American Recovery Plan dollars, are really going to help us invest some critical infrastructure projects that are going to improve the quality of life of our residents, from homelessness to food insecurity to access to transit, access to resources for education, for small businesses, for workforce development. And so we're really excited about so many of the opportunities. I know that sounds like a lot to do in the later half because we're already six months in. That sounds like a lot, but we're we're putting the mechanisms in place to create these longstanding sustainable programs that are going to benefit our residents for years to come. Wow, sounds like a lot of changes citizens. It is, but it's good changes and it's needed change. And so of all the positions that you've had, all the interactions that you've had with citizens, what would you say, which has transformed you the most and which has taught you the most lessons? (laughs) I would say probably working on the zoning and rezoning cases, because in my prior role as a community outreach director, I wasn't as involved in zoning and rezoning. Um, And you realize how important these decisions are because they really impact communities and neighborhoods. And when you have residents that show up to your meetings that say, I don't want this development or I don't want a gas station next to my community or I don't want an apartment complex or I don't want X, Y, Z development near my community, it really forces you to listen, learn and compromise and I I don't think I appreciated the value and the art of compromise as much as I did in as much as I do in dealing with zoning and rezoning cases. And it is about a compromise because you have landowners who who own property and they have rights to develop it how they want to develop it. But we as leaders have to be mindful of the unified plan and our land use plan and making sure that we don't put developments that are going to be harmful to communities. And we're also taking into account the needs and concerns of the nearby residents because they have to live with said development forever. So we we have to be very mindful of that. And I think that that really has put me in a position where I always have to listen to both sides. It really is about compromise. I don't ever want there to be a loser. Sometimes there are casualties of our decisions. Sometimes there are winners and losers. Sometimes there are all winners, sometimes there are all losers, but my goal is to ensure that there is always a win-win situation, and that is the art of compromise. Ah, yes, (laughs) that was beautifully spoken. (laughs) And so I think you've shared a lot of great information for even the citizens of Gwinnett. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today? Well, you know, I want to share that Gwinnett County is changing We are changing rapidly and we're seeing change all across the board, whether it's with our schools, whether it's with our board of commissioners and our city councils in our communities, in the landscape. And, you know, I just want to reaffirm that no matter how you who who represents you or what your values are, everybody has 
a common goal, and that's to make this community better than when they found it. We have different ways of how we want to change our community. We may not agree with how someone decides they want to change or what ideas they have to change their community. But at the end of the day, we all want our community to be successful. We want our residents to thrive. We are also products of our community. So the decisions that we make affect us too, as people who live here in this community, and we are your neighbors. And I want our, our residents and our community and our, our stakeholders to really understand that we have the best interests of our community at heart. We have different ideas of how we're going to get there, but at the end of the day, we have one common goal, and that is to make our community better than when we found it. Compromise is key. <laughs> right. And compromise is always key. Well, all righty. Thank you so much for your time, Nicole. For everyone else that's watching, this, this wraps up another episode of Thrive Y'all. We're going to include links in our description to the wonderful resources that Nicole mentioned. Again, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you on our next episode of Thrive, y'all.